Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to Happy Foot, Sad Foot, your LAFC gateway drug and the only LAFC podcast that will put your food poisoning on pause, then make it worse as soon as it's over. I'm Darren Miller. Welcome to our mini preview of LAFC's MLS match versus Atlanta on Wednesday, June 7th at 7.30 p.m. at BMO Stadium. You can watch it on MLS Season Pass on Apple TV+. And we will be live streaming our post-game call-in show on our YouTube channel 10 minutes after the final whistle at youtube.com slash at happyfootsadfoot. Subscribe now and you can get notified when we go live. If you're watching, you've already noticed it's just me in the studio right now because this is a mini episode of Happy Foot, Sad Foot. Between LAFC's packed game schedule and, frankly, my packed vomiting schedule, we didn't have time to put a full episode together for you this week. But don't go away yet because we didn't want to leave anyone hanging. Travis did get a chance to catch up with Atlanta United reporter and host of the Southern Fried Soccer podcast, Doug Robertson, to find out everything we need to know about Atlanta United. And they have a great conversation. I just listened to it myself. So after the trumpet... You'll get to enjoy it, too. He's a writer and beat reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution and the host of Southern Fried Soccer Podcast. Please welcome to the show, Doug Robertson. How's it going, Doug? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing all right. You know, it's we get June gloom out here, so it's uh, <laughs> when there's clouds in California, we make a big deal about it. <laughs> <laughs> First off, tell our listeners about Southern Fried Soccer and also the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Uh, we, I think, are still the largest newspaper in the Southeast. The Southern Fried Soccer podcast is something that we started um, a few years ago as part of the supplementary coverage of Atlanta United. I'm one of the few beat reporters left that I think travels to almost every game home and away. I won't be in Los Angeles on Wednesday because of the the flex scheduling of this game uh, related yeah. to the Champions League final. But we will have another person there. Um, but I've covered the franchise since 2014 when, when it was just kind of a, a rumor uh, and have covered it 
live as a franchise uh, since probably 2015 when Darren Eels was hired as its first president. I'm going to ask you about the team and stuff like that, but I am curious, like, what is it like to be a beat reporter? One for Major League Soccer, where, you know, I can't imagine many publications have full-time beat reporters uh, on these teams. And two, like, you know, you hear all these news stories about beat reporters going away. Uh, you know, what does it feel like to be a beat reporter right now? That's really interesting. I am very grateful uh, for my employer. Uh, we're owned by Cox, which is a, it's not a publicly traded company. So it has more patient slash long range vision regarding products and, and the Atlanta Journal Constitution is doing really well. We've been very smart with our use of our e-products and, and paper uh, digital offerings. And, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that I get to travel. It makes the job better. It makes me feel like I have more knowledge uh, of the team and the goings on and things on the field and off the field than I would get if I were just, you know, covering the home games. And that's not to say that others who just cover the home games don't do fantastic jobs because all the, the traditional print reporters, Jonathan Tanya Wall, Stephen Goff, Michelle Kaufman, everybody, I'm forgetting so many people. Yeah. All do fantastic jobs. But you are uh, smarter and better than them is what you're nah. saying. <laughs> now, I, if I if I were half as smart as Jonathan and Goff and Michelle and and Kevin Baxter um, I, I would be writing books, I think, instead of instead of this. Kevin Baxter is a <laughs> is a hot button topic around the LAFC world. We don't have to get. I into figured. It, but, uh, I figured. Know. Well, no, nobody. You'll never find a hundred percent of a market that's happy with the beat reporter. Yeah, I think that means you're doing a good job. Exist. I grew up in I grew up in the Northeast, and there were Knicks beat reporters that I loved, and there were ones that I hated, and there were just camps of people that were in that world. Yeah, um, yeah. So, uh, you know, weirdly in my mind, Atlanta United and LAFC are sort of intrinsically linked. I, I wouldn't call mm -hmm. it like a rivalry, but we came into the league around the same time. We've both had these incredible successes right off the bat, and had mm -hmm. incredibly passionate fan bases. There feels like there's a similarity. Um, there. So I want to ask a tough question right off the bat, which is this. Can you guys just let us have this one? We really kind of need a win right now. We're in a low place as a team. Would that be possible? <laughs> I watched the uh, the Champions League and that, that was just a rough couple of games. You know, that first yeah. game was, you know, Trondolo, I think, described it as the worst game LFC's played in a long time. Yeah. And it, it'd be hard to disagree. And then it was you know, watching last night's game was a little bit like watching the under twenties World Cup quarterfinal loss. It just didn't seem to matter what LAFC did, they weren't going to score. It's it, just one of those things where you just have to chalk it up to it's just one of those days. You know? Yeah, it was it was interesting as a fan because we've been so like I mean I moved from the East Coast to to LA and and. LA sports fans are so spoiled. They expect to win at all times. And LAFC is the first team that I've like passionately begun to follow uh, in LA. And it's weird to watch your team just get flat out beaten. We're not used to it. Like if we get beaten at Juji, we can, we can chalk it up to mistakes or whatever, but it's like, right. no, we played for uh, two games straight and we couldn't really do anything about it. Well, um, right. let's, let's get to Atlanta United. Um, so I know last year was a bit of a disappointment for the team. How's Atlanta doing this year comparatively? Are people feeling good again? No, <laughs> to, to be honest with you, they're not. Um, the one part of the team that people want to see the, the attack and the goals is there, you know, Atlanta United leads major league soccer and goals scored. However, it also leads major league soccer and goals allowed, which is a really strange thing to watch because it has 
you know, a former national team goalkeeper in Brad Guzan and a national team starter at center back and Miles Robinson. And then Brooks Lennon is a, you know, he's gotten a couple of appearances with the national team. Um, but they just, they leak goals left and right. And a lot of them are just soft goals. It's the new. Yeah, England I saw game. that weird Guzan goal l- yeah. uh, last week. That was wild. Yeah. And it was the first of three. The second goal scored by new England was a result of, not putting any pressure on the crosser. And then Andrew Gutman on the back post, for some reason, being left to try to defend two guys. And, and he, he couldn't defend both of them. And then the third goal was uh, in the 93rd minute, um, again by uh, Carlos Hill, came another a guy, it came off a dead ball start, which at Langdown has so- all sorts of trouble defending both set pieces and plays in the immediate seconds after set pieces have already been executed. It's a bizarre thing that's been going on since before Pineda got to the franchise. So watch for that on Wednesday. <laughs> um, I, I like the sound of that. I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's the weirdest <laughs> thing, man. And you, you watch the goals and you think to yourself, okay, that was a one-off. That was a one-off. But when it's been happening for four years, yeah, it's not a one-off anymore. It's yeah. something bizarre that I, I am not smart enough to put my finger on. It's the water in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Something uh, maybe. Strange is happening. <laughs> maybe. It's so something. We, we sort of proudly call ourselves uh, a place that casual and new fans can pick up uh, the league and, and get into the teams, and, and we don't expect them to know everything about, you know, 30 teams is a lot of teams to learn 11 players mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Um, so for for if someone is listening right now that has never seen uh, Atlanta United, who should they be watching out for? What's your style of play? Um, how would you describe the team this season? Uh, going in order of the questions, the two players that I would watch out for if I were LAFC are uh, Tiago Almada. He's an MVP candidate. Um, seven goals, eight assists, I think is his totals. Let me double check that real quick. Yeah, seven goals, eight assists. And 14 appearances, he's likely going to be sold either in the summer window or the winter window for what will be an MLS record fee. He's so you think first. he's definitely he, – he might be oh, going he, middle of the season. If Atlanta gets a good offer, I don't know how you say no. Um, and if it's something that Almada wants, I don't see how you say no. Um, you know, he's the first active MLS player to uh, make an appearance for Argentina. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Was on the Argentina roster in the World Cup. He only played like one or two minutes, but still, he was on the roster for the World Cup 
championship right. team. And he and uh, they, I, he's the first MLS player to win a World Cup while in, in Major yes. League Soccer, right? Mm-hmm. That's wild. Yes. That's crazy. And then the second player uh, is the striker, Yurgos Yakamakis, uh, Greek, came over from Celtic. Um, he leads the league in goals per minute. He's even ahead of Bologna at LAFC. He scored nine goals in how many minutes? Not a whole lot of minutes here. Uh, he's got nine goals in seven starts. Wow. Which is, wow. and the minutes is, it's like almost around 600 or something. It's a, not a lot of minutes. He's just, and he, he scores with his head, his left foot, his right foot. He's a little bit like Joseph Martinez in that regard. He can score from anywhere with any part of his body. And this is this will be helpful for me because we do post game like live streams after every show. How do you pronounce it? <laughs> Yurgos Yakamakis. Yurgos Yakamakis. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's like I'm just... the, uh, do y'all have the AT and T commercial about the gagillionaire? Yeah, uh, yeah. the old woman and and yes, I am Yurgos. That's how I remember to say his first name. Yurgos. Okay, Yurgos so Yakamakis. I'm gonna. I'm going to pull myself saying it on this podcast and then use it as a soundboard. Yeah, I don't blame you. I can't I, fuck it up. T- Tiago Almada's name, I still will go really deep Southern um, on the Southern Fight Soccer podcast and will occasionally say Tiago Almada <laughs> instead of Tiago, and I don't know why. And it's embarrassing, and I hate when I do it, but I still find myself doing it. No, it's, it's been, it's such a insecurity that I have doing this too. Cause you know, I, I'm a very white man trying to, <laughs> to do a good job on an audio medium. So it's a hard, a hard thing to do. Um, so then what style of play, uh, and, and like, how do you think you match up against LAFC, um, in that regard? Well, th- that's going to be interesting to watch because, okay. Atlanta United style of play, they want to possess the ball. If they lose the ball, they want to counter press and get the ball back within, I think it's three seconds. The three second rule is what they want to do. Typically, they dominate possession. They'll have more shots, but it's when you get to shots on goal and expected goals is when things start to even up for opponents. Now, Atlanta United on the road this year hasn't been good. They've only got one win, I think, and that came in their very first road game at Charlotte. They've coughed up a few wins uh, by giving up late goals. The team has given up eight goals in the 89th minute or later across all competitions this season. So they tend to switch off at the end of games. A team like LAFC that can get the ball down the field in a hurry and strike in a hurry is going to cause Atlanta United all sorts of troubles. Now, we don't know which roster LAFC is going to use, having just played for a trophy on Sunday. It could be. I have a feeling you might get our LAFC two roster. Yeah, it it could be a a B team, so to speak. But even then, Atlanta United on the road, it's just they haven't played well. Um, They didn't play well last year. They only got 11 out of a possible 51 points from road games last year, which is awful. And, uh, I mean, they're on pace to do better this year, but still not nearly what they'd hoped. And Atlanta, you know, came into the league and there was a lot of, I mean, there was success right away. And the fan, you know, you sold out Mercedes-Benz Stadium, which is insane for an American soccer team. Um, how They still are, it, actually. It, I was going to say, are the fans just as passionate? Mm-hmm. Is it still as packed? That's why. Oh, yeah. Even, yeah. even in seasons that are down, it's still full up. Yeah, well, you know, you go by announced attendance, which is right. not actual. Everybody uses announced attendance. Right. So the announced attendance is still... In the soccer configuration, around 44,000, 
when they open it up a few times a year in the big configuration, it'll get between 66 and 70,000. And, you know, just being in Atlanta, does it feel like the team has become part of the fabric of the sports world in the city? Yeah, like it- yeah I think so. Um, if you – I live in uh, Midtown, Atlanta, which is um, near downtown. If you're – for your readers, it's um, it's north of downtown. No one who listens so to our podcast knows how to read. South of Buckhead. I don't know. But it, it's kind of right in the heart of Atlanta. And if you walk around – here around the mid rises and the high rises and the residential areas, I see more Atlanta United gear than I do for the other pro sports teams. Wow. For whatever that says. Now, would I say that the Atlanta United is more popular than the Braves? No, no, not a, not a chance of God's green earth. Um, would I say they're similar to the Hawks? Possibly. Um, more popular than university of Georgia? No. No, right. No, 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 no. There's something um, there's something about but, soccer though that lends itself to like I don't know if it's tribalism or what, where like people want to feel like they're part of that community and like display the logo more predominantly. It is sort of like college sports in that way, where like people are excited to make it part of their personalities. I noticed that here too. Like the LAFC hat is very, uh, you know, besides the Dodger hat, is probably the merch I see more than anything in LA. Does mm-hmm. that mean that? LA is more popular than the Lakers. No way. Um, But like there's something about soccer that makes people want to present as part of that community. Yeah. It's um, this is not an exclusive exclusive exclusionary statement, but it's a sport for people that don't like other sports. (laughs) If, if they just don't feel a sense, then for some reason, soccer kind of draws those people to the sport or, or to a, a particular club. And it's, it's, I don't know. It's a pretty cool thing. I think. Um, yeah. What? Well, so one final question, I want to wrap it up and I love asking this question. What, and you can be honest too. I, I, you can be negative. What does, what do you think Atlanta fans think of LAFC and LAFC fans? Um, what's the perception that we give off uh, to other people who follow this game. I don't know if there's a perception of LAFC fans. Um, I've been to the stadium a couple of times for matches. Uh, I think the fans are awesome. Uh, the 32-52 there, it's a lot of fun to watch. Um, I don't know the name of the champ, but when they're sliding to the right. Yeah, the jump left, for LA Football Club. Yeah, that that's, that is a cool, cool thing. Yeah. In terms of the franchise itself, I think there is a little bit of jealousy because LAFC has had – some consistent success uh, that Atlanta United has not had after the 2019 season. The team, the franchise, Atlanta United hasn't made the playoffs two of the past three years. It hasn't won uh, a trophy since 2019. It should have won three trophies that year. It was a save penalty kick, Joseph Martinez save penalty kick away from hosting MLS Cup, and it it would have won that again. It would have won back to back. Um, but since then, it just it hasn't done anything. That doesn't have a playoff win since 2019. Right. Um, that's just not good enough. Yeah, still better than the Galaxy though, but uh, that's fine. That's a whole <laughs> another ball of wax. I'm oh, sad no. they got rid of that Klein guy. He seemed really smart. Uh, <laughs> the, the, uh, so, uh, Doug, remind everyone again where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Doug Robertson. That's D O U G R O B E R S O N A J C. On Facebook, if Facebook is your thing, at Atlanta United News Now, 
and uh, my employer is the Atlanta Journal Constitution. And I have Thank a you. Southern Fried Soccer podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I really, really appreciate it. Oh, yeah, no problem. Thank you for reaching out. And we're back. So no full episode this week, but with that, I'd consider us still well-primed to watch this match with both eyes open, which is something that was difficult to do during the last match. I'll just leave that right there and never speak of it again. Just a reminder, we'll be streaming our post-game call-in show 10 minutes after the final whistle on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash at sadfoot. There's a link in the show notes. Talk to us in the chat if you want to call in to talk. We'll post a link to join us live on the air. You can join us on the show. It'll be a lot of fun. Our theme music is done by the insane team of James Valentine, Nate Walcott, and Louis Palmer. Along with YouTube, you can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. If you enjoyed this, please like, subscribe, follow, rate, review, send to a friend. We're doing this entirely on our own dime. Any new listeners go a long way. Can't wait to see you again. Thank you for listening. We'll see you at BMO, baby. I love you. Bye. Goodbye. Love you. See you. Bye. Goodbye. Good to see you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 